Ken gets the other three hosts to rank the best to worst drinking holidays in the U.S. Wendy talks about the bump in beer bought in Philadelphia prior to the Super Bowl. Dan chats about Sierra Nevada investing in Riot Energy, and Nick asks us what we'd wait in line for if it came with a free beer. All this and more on this week's episode of the Craft Beer News on Better on Draft Podcast. And we are back, Better on Draft. This is the new segment, March 10th, 2023. A happy Mario Day to everybody. Let's go around and see what everybody is drinking, starting with Nick. Nick, what do you got over there? remember to unmute myself this time i'm still finishing up my fudgy kruger oatmeal stout from big lake brewing dan what have you moved on to all right so i have what is the name of this intemperance from treehouse brewing it's a milk stout and i have a um 805 from firestone walker Great looking glass over there, Wendy. What do you uh, What do you got? Well, I am still drinking local with the hazed and confused from Supernatural. Uh, for myself, I'm still finishing the 2020 salted caramel pecan as well as the Schlafly Kolsch. Uh, but like old episodes of Better on Draft, I've opened up a third can, uh, and that is the Bam Burger from Live Oak uh, that I got while I was in San Antonio. Uh, well, Austin, I guess they are in Austin. Um, in our chat, somebody said that they had Malort uh, that they're going to be drinking tonight, so apparently they hate themselves. Um, uh, so I they forget s- how bad that is every time I drink it. It's it's just a constant reminder of how bad how bad it tastes. Uh, but you could chat with us, folks. We are live on Twitch and Facebook every single Friday, seven fifteen p.m. Eastern is when we start. So come join us, chat in the chat room. I'm managing the chat room as always, so if you want to talk to me uh, or anyone on the show or want to make commentary on the show, feel free to go for it. We do pull comments out as we are uh, going through. I have a mission for you guys for the news segment. I have a goal, a task, uh, and this is a general consensus between the three of you. You need to come up with a ranked order, folks. We have St. Patrick's Day coming up next week. Uh, which is one of the biggest drinking days of the year here in the United States. Uh, According to a report, uh, 44% of consumers will be celebrating St. Patrick's Day next week. That's 44% of consumers. That is a lot of people uh, going out there. So along with St. Patrick's Day, the top drinking days of the year include the Super Bowl, the 4th of July, New Year's Eve slash day, and the day before Thanksgiving. Between the three of you, I want you to work together and give me a list from the best drinking day to the worst drinking day of those five. That is St. Patrick's. Can you describe what best means? Best means it is uh, the most fun, the most outgoing, the most entertaining, the one that you want to participate in the most. All right. So day before Thanksgiving, St. Patrick's Day. Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. New Year's Eve. And NYE. Yeah, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Which uh, ones we would love to partake in? Nope. I want you to or, rank them. Or rank them. One rank to five. Them. One being the one you want. Yep. Like, everyone wants to participate. Everyone wants to have fun. But you need to come together as a consensus between the three of you ranking these five. So if you want to say one sucks so bad, we need to move it to five right away. Or obviously one is the number, you know, the best option out there. I want you to give me from one to five, the best to worst American drinking holidays. Wow. Dan, did you uh, forget to unmute your microphone? I, I just pulled a Nick in 2020. Yeah, you're good, you're good job, Daniel. And you sound like you're very, very far away. Dan, I think your mic settings are off. Go uh, check them out. Let me, yeah, let me fix those. Hold on a second. Sorry. About you that. sound like you're talking in a kitchen from 50 feet away. Well, I'm going to say right now that I will do everything I can to not be in a bar after three o'clock on the day before Thanksgiving. Really. Because it is such a shit show afterwards that I don't want to be around any of those people. Uh, I, 
I, I don't know what I, I mean, maybe I might, maybe I didn't, I haven't done it in forever, but the bars I went to on the day before Thanksgiving were never crazy, crazy to the point where I didn't want to be there. I found myself having those kinds of feelings when I was going out on St. Patrick's day. That would be so, my second holiday. I don't like to go out. Well, on. Okay. All right. So does this sound better first off? Yes. Can you hear me better now? Okay. Yeah, that's a lot better. Yes. <laughs> so I agree about St. Patrick's day. I, I personally don't understand the, the love about it. I'm not Irish. So I, I guess I don't get it. I don't. And but it, most people-, people looking to get drunk. Like on a Tuesday, like, you know, it happens on Friday once in a while, like it does this year. But what, like what this, do we yeah, do? Like, happy Monday. Like, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Um, I think I, my and favorite... not to mention it's a religious holiday, you know. Yeah. People don't, like, most people don't understand it's a, it's a religious holiday. Well, you would think St. Patrick's Day <laughs> would give that away. <laughs> um, I love the night before Thanksgiving. I think that's a great I, one. I think so, too. I think um, so too, but I, I would say Fourth of July. I would put that towards the top. Most people, I mean, yeah, it sucks sometimes. It happens mostly during the middle of the week, but you're you're out by the pool, you're barbecuing. You don't have to get hammered and wasted on the Fourth of July. You can have a night, couple of nice ones, seltzers, light beer. Okay. And you're, you're, you're grilling. Yeah, you exactly yeah, brought up grilling. what I was thinking about. You're making you're making food. You're having a good time. It's yep. not I'm out here. Like, I'll tell you what we went. To, we went out on St. Patrick's Day out here last year going into Old Town Scottsdale. It was four o'clock. There were people so drunk, like dancing on tables and shit's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like the sun's still <laughs> up. Like You don't see that usually <laughs> on on Fourth of July. So I love St. Patrick's Day. Like, I think that that unabashed love of all things green is amazing. I don't know why. It's always been something that I really enjoyed. But I can't handle the level of um, ridiculousness that you see on the actual day. Well, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. It was 4 o'clock. Yeah, that's that's my my favorite (laughs) holiday it's parade day. So Sunday is Detroit. Parade. Sunday is Detroit. The downtown parade. The downtown parade. Yeah. That okay. is literally my favorite holiday, period. And it's the same level of debauchery. Like, I don't yeah. understand why I like it that, but it I, I don't different. know if it's just, it there's, yeah. And maybe it's because we're not stuck in one little place. We can. You can walk around there and there's things to see and yeah. Yeah. Plus there's stuff going on. It's not just people getting smashed, right? There's a parade. There are people there that aren't there just to get smashed. So yeah, yeah. that makes it a big difference. What about, what about Super Bowl Sunday? I am not a fan of it because it's on a Sunday and like, you know, perfect example. I live in a condo community here and people were outside the game was over it ended probably eight o'clock nine o'clock around here must um, be nice where i'm at yeah people are outside it's 10 30 oh that was a great game they're like cracking beers like still fucking trashed like two hours later it's like what are you doing everyone's got to work tomorrow i, th- I still think i'm a big fan take of that day off though it's one of the most if i remember reading correctly it's one of the days like more sick time is used like that next Monday than any other day of the year. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, it's also common knowledge that the time that the most toilets are flushed at any given time in the country is during halftime on Super Bowl Sunday. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. It is a known fact that more toilet, there's more toilets flushing in that half hour of Super Bowl Sunday during halftime. How do you it's measure known- that? That's the best. That's the best statistic ever. Um, <laughs> I love like the portion of the country episode. that only watches the game for the pregame and the halftime. Wait, so, what are you watching the pregame? I'm, like interviews the with puppy like bowl. Yeah, the, the puppy bowl. Yeah, it's not on the same channel. Hey, don't knock like, the puppy bowl for one. Oh, and no. two, the um, the Star Spangled Banner. 
I, I thought that the star, the star spangled banner in, in America, the beautiful, those renditions this year in this year's Super Bowl were actually pretty good. They were really good. I was, like, cool. was going to ask something. Like I think Chris Stapleton, Chris Stapleton, yeah, Chris Stapleton did Stapleton the, fucking rock that shit yeah, out. Yeah, he did. Yeah, the guy, and I'm not a country music sang, fan, so. Yeah, the guy who sang the star spangled banner this year, I agree, was very good. That was pretty impressive. Like, and I'll be honest, the last three years, I have either been on a cruise or on a vacation where they couldn't call it the Super Bowl. They called it the big game. So I avoided most of the There's a lot of laws about when you can say or promote the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, they make it. Oh. So if, if you listen to like the next year, Dan, like listen to talk radio or something like that, and they'll say mm-hmm. like uh, they'll, they'll say things like the big game or the big one or the last one or um, they'll reference wow. what's the, the uh, what we do in the shadows, the superb owl. What? My brother-in-law works at a hotel and he got actual notices from the Super Bowl that they are not allowed to use that name because they are not having an official Super Bowl party. Yeah, Roger can't. Goodell can, can stick it. My God. Uh, we, we the, what like, a horrible man. <laughs> anyway. We are 10 <laughs> minutes into yeah. this conversation. All right. Let's, All right. Okay. Let's, back we got re, 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 let's regroup. Um, I would rank Super Bowl towards the top, me personally, because I am the football fan. I love football and it's the saddest day for me because that's the end of the season. So oh, if shit. I want to have, who's your team in the XFL right now? And I haven't watched any of the XFL. Uh, you're not a football fan. then. <laughs> <laughs> Again, restoring customers power, you know, <laughs> that's my excuse. Um, but when, when CFL starts, don't get, that's a totally different story. I'll be ruining the tiger cats. Anyway, you're not, you're not going to be rooting for the Michigan Panthers. Oh, I will be rooting for the Michigan Panthers. I do intend to go to a game this year because I do try to keep anyway. But anyway, um, I, I would put Super Bowl towards the top. I think, um, 4th of July is probably my number one. I would, I love the 4th of July for all the reasons I stated. Um, and again, you don't got to get hammered. You need good food, good friends and family, good weather. If you have a pool nearby, makes it 10 times better. But if you don't, you have those things, throw some fireworks in there. Hopefully people are lighting them. So that way you're not spending an arm and a leg. Figuratively speaking, you don't lose an arm and a leg when you're blowing <laughs> stuff up. But I think 4th of July, hands down, my number one best time of the year to have a beer by the pool or barbecuing. That's just me, though. I'll agree with that for those, not necessarily for those reasons, but um, of the holidays we were given, I would say that was my favorite holiday, too. 4th of July. Mine's you. Where do you guys rank New Year's Eve? Here's the weather. I'll put that second. I will... It's probably more fun to drink during New Year's than it is during the Super Bowl because not everyone pays attention to the Super Bowl, especially if it's not your team. So I would agree. I'll I'll agree with both of you. New Year's would be my would be a number two for me. Um, and then I would say I would rather squeak either Thanksgiving or the Super Bowl at number three. Um, I would probably trend putting St. Patrick's Day towards the bottom because of all the stuff we talked about. It's just the the, the one th- the one memory I have about St. Patrick's Day was when I went to the same bar three times over the course of the same day. Once in the morning, once in the afternoon, and then once again in the evening. I was needless to say, lots of money was spent, but it was like shoulder to shoulder. You could not move, and you had to wait an hour for a beer. So. If you well, that's were lucky. terrible too. Yeah, if you're yeah. lucky, that's that's not even fun. No, it's like, not fun. It's not yeah. fun. Yeah, there's a lot of pe- yeah, friends are all there, music's bumping, but it's like I don't this is I don't want to drink like this, you know, where where I'm yeah. like nudging somebody. It's all hot and sweaty and, you know, we get some really really abnormally hot days in March sometimes. Have you been to a bar with 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 shoulder to shoulder in March when it's eighty degrees outside? Because we have had those dates in Michigan before. 
Not fun. It's 80 degrees here today. Yes. (laughs) Shove it. (laughs) But then then again, I was in Key West last week where it was 90, so I have no room to complain. (laughs) It was amazing. All right, so yeah. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day at the bottom. So St. Patrick's Day is at the bottom. So day before Thanksgiving would have to be right about St. Patrick's Day then. I would so you, the what's Super- the other one we're missing? Do I don't even like the Super Bowl. Oh, Super like Bowl. I'm, it's not that I don't like it. I don't care about the Super Bowl, and that's fine. I would and that's put fine. that one up above the other two just because you can go to a bar, you can get a seat, you can actually have a good time and not be wall to wall people. And you know, Wendy, you Feeling don't have to. Idiots. Yeah, and you don't have to like the Super Bowl to not have a good time. There's people that converse sure. and talk i mean we we had a little small little gathering here I, my wife didn't watch the game she was talking with her friends half the time you don't have to enjoy the football to have fun during the super bowl party people watch the commercials they like to you know converse and cook and you know things like that you know especially when the people are you know you know being the hospitality kind and things like that they they take joy in that you talk to my aunt my aunt for example ken knows my aunt sue for example just runs around the entire house during the holidays and just makes sure that everybody's happy and she's happy too so um so you don't necessarily need to enjoy the occasion while we're there to enjoy the occasion so so it sounds like Fourth of July, New Year's, Super Bowl, day before Thanksgiving, St. Patrick's Day is what we're agreeing on between the three of us. Yeah, it sounds yes. good. Yep. Okay. Ken? Good job. <laughs> that was like, oh, I forgot we were doing things. I know. No, I, I, I circled you back after like 10 minutes of going <laughs> off on random tangents about why you can't. Uh, promote the Screaming Super Bowl about in Roger Goodell and yelling at Roger Goodell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had to throw my my hate for Roger Goodell in there somewhere. You know, guys. Are, I don't even know yeah. who that is. That's He's the, the commissioner of the National Football League. Okay. He for, for the first few years of his tenure, he really likes to make the rules up as he goes. He was suspending players for rule infractions that really had no precedence, and he was just creating things as he went along. So he, he was. Ex- He's hated. You think he's Gary, Gary Batman. Batman. He knew exactly where I was going. (laughs) Gary freaking Batman. The the MLB commissioner is no good because because he's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about half the time. (laughs) And then Adams and then Adam Silver. I mean, I don't know him off about Adam Silver, but I think with the NBA. Is that the guy that used to own? I love it that he spelled out the National Football League for me, but then he used the initials for all the other ones. Yeah, I know. Well, Adam Silver looks like James Carville sometimes. <laughs> Does he also look like he was dropped off in front of a um, like a Goodwill five minutes before he has to appear? Oh, that's oh. horrible. <laughs> that's I mean, James the NBA Carville. needs to get their act together, but that's a different show. <laughs> so, Dan, what's your uh, what's your article for the news today? All right, so something interesting came out with Sierra Nevada. Uh, for only the second time in their 40-year, 43-year history, Sierra Nevada has invested in another beverage company. Um, the Chico, California headquartered craft brewery has announced a minority investment in Riot Energy. Riot, Inve- Riot Energy is an energy drink uh, producer, and this deal just closed here earlier this week, back on the or about a week ago, back on the first. Um, Initially, they're just serving as an investor, but they're actually going to take on the, pr- the production when uh, Ride Energy's Can Do Innovation Center opens, um, where they're going to have 500,000 barrels of annual capacity. Um, so the reason I wanted to bring this up, actually, because what we were talking about on the other segment here about the craft beer bubble, is this how these companies actually avoid a bubble? by diversifying and not being in craft beer only and doing things like making energy drinks. I mean, is Sierra Nevada going to make the next, um, was that monster now has a alcoholic version of their beverages out? Is this the new trend? Is that, do you have to invest in other areas to make sure you're diversified and can sustain if something like a big recession happens? Ken, I want to hear your thoughts on this first. Uh, 
Obviously, this is interesting because it's backwards to what Monster does. Monster has a energy drink, and then they go into the alcohol industry. That's the same for the likes of a lot of these non-alcoholic drinks going into the alcohol industry. Like Sunny D's got a seltzer that's coming out here soon. Um, if not, Sunny already. D. Yeah, Sunny D. They're not making like a, a RTD of Sunny D and One Fifty One. No, it's Sunny D. That, that would like be a horrible idea. I, I by think the it's way. supposed Sunny to be D's. Sunny D and vodka. Sunny D, the uh. most unhealthy breakfast drink ever. You mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, I think the Sunny D seltzer actually has less calories and carbs than Sunny D itself. There's anything does. <laughs> uh, I. You know, being in the industry, being able to market and remarket yourselves and also having the ability to adjust when necessary. So Sierra Nevada being in the alcohol industry and being able to can energy drinks and do stuff with energy drinks, um, it, it almost seems like a no brainer for a lot of these organizations to where I think we might see might start seeing. Um, a, a diversified portfolio for organizations and like Coca-Cola or Pepsi where they invest instead of paying some other organization to make their, um, you know, Jack and Coke uh, RTD or their hard Mountain Dew that they literally just buy an organization and then brew it with them. Um so yeah, I, I think that's if they have the money and they want to do it. Um, I think uh, um, you know Ken Grossman is ready to um, provide what Sierra Nevada will be before they sell. Um, and I think this is just them getting ready to sell to a bigger bidder. Um, but that's well, that brings up a good point. Is he going to pull a Larry Bell and sell off the brewery to to a larger brewer? Well, it, it all depends if I think I'm pretty sure Ken Grossman has kids. I don't know if the kids are positive or negative regarding taking over Sierra Nevada. So I think that if his kids don't want to take it over, then yeah, they'll they'll be sold to someone else, the highest bidder. Um, but if the kids want to take over, then the kids are going to take over. Um, I think that's been his intention the whole time is to to keep it in the family. Which is great to hear because you know how many times people scream about, oh, they sold out, you know, uh, you know, not think about the person that sells. It's like, hey, I just secured my family's future for generations to come. Well, that's, um, what that's about with you? Bell's. Like, how are you going to sell a company yeah. as big as Bell's? And who are you going to sell to? Nobody yeah, going to buy it's you. Not like, yeah. Well, who has the money to buy that? Look at though. Um, Nuclearis, when they were on, they told us they didn't want their daughters to take over the business. So they did the whole employee-owned thing. Uh-huh. So. Well, when you get employee-owned, you can bring in your own presidents and CEOs and, like, vote people up and create a, you know, employee-owned organization, whereas Bell's was just a for-profit business, and therefore that's just what it is. Like, I don't think Larry is going to sell shares to employees or give shares away today um, or, well, like, no. a year ago. But that's what I'm saying, though, is they knew from the beginning that they weren't going to do that. So they... They weren't going step. to sell to a bigger. They weren't going. They no. They knew from the beginning that they weren't going. They didn't want their daughters to take over the business. Mm -hmm. So they found a way to make it profitable for the employees that were working for them, and for their business to move on without having to. Yeah, but they they thought of this back in the early nineties when they started the the business. So that's right. you know. You can't – if you start it, that's great, but you can't really backtrack and do it um, retroactively. But it wasn't employee-owned when they started the business. I'm pretty sure it, it was mm -hmm. at some point. It wasn't until after – it was a few years in that they made it employee-owned. I mean – So they switched initially to mm -hmm. – from – Okay. I mean, we're talking 92 when they opened and then maybe 95, 96 when that happened. So whereas like Bell's, Bell's is open in the 80s, I think the late 80s and we're in 2020 something. So, um, 
No, I, I, I love what New Glarus does, and I think there's nothing wrong with what Bells did. Um, I, I do foresee that. Well, we we have two issues here. One, we see we talked about it last week with ABI and all the breweries that they purchased and kind of how they're getting pinched out of those. Um, and two, all these breweries that are going to start aging out here soon. Um, yeah, like Sierra Nevada, for example, they opened I think seventy nine. Yeah, I mean, if you think about that, you know, when when's the end? Got to retire at some point. Yeah. Wendy, were you nope. able to... You, you looked like you were looking something up. I'm just trying to figure this out. Because there's a couple different companies that didn't start out as employee-owned, but then became employee-owned later because um, Harpoon did the same thing. They didn't start out employee-owned. So let me ask about this whole employee-owned thing. Um, what happened with New Belgium? They were employee-owned. They're not employee owned anymore, are they? Yeah, but you, they chose that. That was that had to have been voted on by them to, um, allow for Lion to come in to buy for them. Lion to buy it. Yeah, is that okay? But I mean, if you're if you're employee owned and you got this company coming in that's going to offer you so much per share that you own. You might just be like, why not? You're going to give me a bonus and potentially I get to keep my job. And because uh, no matter what, like if they stop, if they if they would have stopped it, I well, I mean, I don't know what would have happened at that point. Um, <laughs> I mean, it would have yeah, continued employee owned, but like maybe the president would have got voted out. But um I think when you're coming, everyone's got a price, and it's a lot easier for you to uh, get, you know, a thousand, um, you know, employees making seventy five thousand a year. The opportunity to uh, sell at whatever per share, because um, you know they're offering a premium when they're offering to buy out like that. Love the Ted DiBiase quote. Thank you so much. Yeah. Absolutely. You didn't even know you did it. Oh, I know I did it. I do it all the time. That's 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 my shtick when it comes to to so- selling out and buying craft breweries. Like every no matter what, everyone's got a price. And it doesn't necessarily have to be money. It could be some type of um ownership control or some type of future guarantee. Um but let's let's take for example and I'll give you a, a real life example and that's uh, me with toast. Like I have I have my stocks with Toast, and prior to their IPO, we had an organization come in and offer a lot of money per share that I had, and I'm like, hell yeah, give me the money. Like, <laughs> I didn't need the money, but hell yeah, give me the money. Um, so I think that's what a lot of people, you know, they might have seen is like, hey, this is we're, we're about to get a payout for being an owner, and that's... That's what everybody wants. Why own the business if you don't want to get a payout near the end? What's the point of owning it other than a little bit of control? Yeah, I agree with you. All right, good talk. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Nick, what's your article for today? Uh, Well, you know me. Got to keep my streak of unusual articles moving along. Uh, This one is out of India. What if I were to tell you that if you were able to go to a cell phone store, if you bought a cell phone, you get a couple cans of beer for free. How does that sound to you? Terrible. (laughs) Terrible? No, I'm in. Uh, in. Dan's in, guys. Well, apparently it is illegal to do that in in one, at least in one district (laughs) of India. In the Uttar Pradesh state of India, which for those keeping score... Uh, the most populous part of India, as well as the most populous subdivision of any country in the world, home to over 200 million people, an uh, owner of a mobile phone store actually <laughs> promoted, if you buy a cell phone from my store, you will get two cans of beer for free. Doesn't seem like a lot, but apparently in this part of the world, it seemed like a hell of a deal because apparently... People were lined up outside of the door around the street looking to get beer as long as they bought a smartphone. Um, They did this for not just one day, but they did this for a whole week. From March 3rd to March 7th, this man 
sold cell phones and gave people two free cans of beer. Um, however, for the shop owner, uh, it came to a screeching halt when uh, he was later arrested uh, for some, for this is what and this is what he was specifically arrested for uh, disturbing the peace. He was arrested for disturbing the peace. Not never mind the selling the the alcohol part. They waited in line because they, they waited in line. Like, um, for for what he did, he was arrested and uh, for disturbing the peace uh, as part of the Indian Penal Code. Um, it the legal drinking age in India is twenty one, so it is of course illegal to sell or provide alcohol to anyone below that age. Um, is there any kind of marketing idea that you guys would love to be able to get a free beer for? Like if you knew you had to stay in line for something, not stand in line for beer, of course, but something you guys really wanted to purchase and you were given a beer to kind of pass through the time. Is there something that you guys would be willing to stand in line for and get free beer for it? Wendy? Let's be honest. The first 5K that I did was because I got beer at the end. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to lie. The first 5K I did, I got a beer at the end, too. That was the, the Warrior Dash. Warrior Dash. Not going to lie. Yep. <laughs> That that was the that was the that was the the same warrior dash that Ken and I's mutual friend broke his leg. Oh, yeah. and that's I, that's I not have... the worst thing that happened that day either. No, it's not. Believe it, and it actually gets worse. But we won't talk about that. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Just, you just search Michigan Warrior Dash, and yeah, you'll see the articles. Yeah. I have been day. to many places on um, in ports <laughs> where they give you a free beer if you listen to listen to their spiel. So, um, yeah, I I will do that for a free beer. And it's not usually good beer, but it's free. And I got to work at Pretty Diamonds. Give me uh give me a beer. We 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 talked about it kind of when we were talking about like places that need to start selling beer. Give me a beer at Secretary of State. Yeah, oh. that was exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. You want to renew your like license? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that they make that so easy to do now. It, it just it, you go to the kiosk, you go you go to the Kroger to renew your registration now. It makes it. They, Michigan's finally caught up. Yeah, they Michigan. finally caught up. They Michigan, finally yeah. did. Michigan's also like appointment only these days. Um, they're yeah. still walking, but you can like you could just you could get an appointment on your phone in the parking lot for like twenty minutes from now. Yeah, um, so, or so I could go to the want- Kroger and not. And never have to worry about an appointment. You want to hear how far behind Michigan is compared to most of the country. Um, well, you know, there's a new law with um, ID to fly. If you're not worried about your ID to fly, your license here in Arizona doesn't expire till you're 65. Never have to do anything oh. between whatever what? age you are till 65. Oh. That, but it's that one's not valid for flying. As you know, they keep pushing that date back. If you want the one valid for flying, it's every 10 years. So you you only have to renew your license every every decade, and they only update your picture when you get to be sixty five. So you just do everything really? online. Yeah, your, your real ID. That's what you're re- referencing. You know, real ID. That's it. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Like you know, we have if you go to Detroit Metro Airport, you go to the McNamara Terminal where the Delta flights are flying out of. It's this nice, extravagant, very beautiful terminal. Yet you got to take everything out of your bags when you get to TSA. And then you get to then you get to, to Fort Lauderdale. Someone doesn't well, have free check. If you do it, no, yeah, what are you talking for, about? For so for someone who doesn't fly very often, I don't need free check. Yes, but you do. Side, for eighty five no, fucking dollars yeah, yeah. a year. For, for, okay, for five years. One, one, oh, for five years? I don't okay. have free yeah. check. I didn't have to do that. Well well, so here's here's where it gets really messed up. We go to we on our way back home from uh the keys, we flew out of uh, Fort Lauderdale. They're like Keep your laptop and all your electronics in your bag. You don't need to do that. I'm like, what the, the people in Detroit told me I had to. What are you, you telling me? That's that's because so, they're trying to push you through very fast. They run through. No, they, no, they have new scanners, Ken. 
They had totally different scanning machines at, at Fort in oh. Fort Lauderdale what they did in Detroit. I they mean, have the same scanners in Detroit. Yeah, pri- the- prior to me getting pre-checked, I was still flying a lot, and there are times where I would, you know, there would be like we the line was so long. They're like, they don't oh, care. We, they they need to push they, people through. They there was nobody in line at Fort Lauderdale. Nobody. Go on, Dan. So here at Terminal 3 in the mornings, Terminal 3 opens up about 5 a.m. when flights start start letting people through. They switch to a protocol where they use drug dogs and push everyone through like they're on pre-check, but they're not, to get the line moving through for the first hour. So they use a drug dog through the line, and they just have everyone push everything through and go yeah, through those... the metal detectors instead of the scanners. It's because the line's so long and the terminal's closed up until 5 a.m. Yeah, there's there. It's the same in Detroit when you have like six a.m. flights. Yep. And yep. the could because all the flights start at six, six oh five, six. Like they're everyone's there at six and trying to get you in. It happened to me in Charlotte where uh, when I had a layover in Charlotte and I was too late for my layover, so I had to spend the night. They kick you out to the front gates and then you have to like go out back. of the secure area. Yeah, you have to go back in through TSA in the morning. Um, and I remember like the line before the line started was so long before they started <laughs> letting people in TSA. And I'm like, well, my flight, they make you- my flight doesn't even leave until 830. So I'm not going to even bother trying to get in line at this time. Like, I'm just going to wait for for it. But yeah, Nick, pre-check 85. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up it, right now. It takes I- you. It takes you literally like uh, an hour to go through because you got to go get like a, a security clearance. Yeah, um, yeah, on a yeah. site, but uh, the average time, honest to God, Nick, from when I get my ticket at Delta, going through TSA and getting to the Delta Lounge is literally no more than three minutes. You literally, I, walk yeah. I, I'm, as soon as as soon as we're done with the show, I'm going to my wife and I'm saying we're going to sign up for pre-check. There, there's a lot of pre-check. credit cards that'll cover clear. the cost too. Well, well, I'm not worried about clear is the next level on top of pre-check. I don't clear, though, have if you don't have I have clear and but hold on. it's so you cut did... myself down, my time down, like ridiculous. Yeah, you, so you clear will let off. you cut the line, but yep. clear will not let you go through the pre-check version if you don't right. have pre-check. You still get kicked to the one you where you have to take, take your like, shoes off. Is, yeah. cle- is clear Delta? Is that? No, no it's, it's any, it's it's anything. third but party organization. So much time since I got it. And it lets so, you skip the line, Nick, is what, what it does. Why Why don't more people do it then? It's Be- expensive. They are now, though. Because you you think that $85 for five years for one flight a year isn't, you know, enough. I, I, I mean, for if, I, if I knew I was flying one time a year and it was good for five years and it's $78 for an application... Yeah, you're. I think it's worth, yeah, I, think it's I when, when I started doing pre-check, I actually so um, as a lot of people know, I'm a gamer. I used to go to QuakeCon every year in Dallas, Texas. So we, we literally flew our computer down there. Well, by the time I my computer my computer baggage in Dallas was overweight, I had to move weight into my backpack, weight into my other luggage, move everything around just so I hit the proper weight without getting the extra fee, the extra, you know, like $100 per bag. Um, moved everything around. My friend got in and was already in line for his regular TSA. I got in, had to do all that shit. Finally got everything settled, went to pre-check, had two beers, and then he met me inside because that's how long the line was in Dallas. <laughs> like, that's – it's so beneficial for you to go get pre-check. I tell everyone to go get pre-check. Um, you're, you don't take your shoes off. You don't take your belt off. You don't take um, anything off. Like, if you're wearing a hoodie, you're perfectly fine. Um, you're, you're literally the, the only time you ever have to do anything. And it's because of my previous job. Um, if you have more than one computer in your backpack, you have to take that one out. Not even, I don't even think that's the case anymore. I usually have two with me. This was 20 and I haven't. Been, so, oh, okay. I was like, I haven't been stopped yet since I, I started do to do that. Point out, I did the drug dog thing for the first time when I was in Detroit, the last time I flew out and they made me in a very, person i did not know um walk down the aisle together at the same time and he was like i feel like we're in a wedding right now (laughs) hey nick i'll say this too 
uh, check any credit cards you have. A lot of credit cards reimburse you for the pre-check fee. Yeah, especially if oh, you have a really? Sky Miles. Like I use um, the God, the Capital One Vantage. What's in your the wallet? Tra- whatever the, tra- <laughs> the no, not the Vantage. The whatever the travel one is reimburses you every five years. For example, oh. so you don't even end up paying for it. All right. Well, I guess I'll be taking a look. Yep. Well, Wendy, you're you're finishing us off for the uh, the show. What article do you have? Mine was actually pretty short. I actually have two things because I picked an article that I thought was kind of funny because we were talking about the Super Bowl. Um, that the beer sales on the day of the Super Bowl in Philadelphia were three point seven times higher from grocery stores on Super Bowl Sunday than the average day over the last two years. And it was the single biggest day for beer sales since at least January 1st of 2021. So that led me down a rabbit hole, though, to, and I don't even know if I still have it up. I might have closed it out. Um, Just prices about the 2023 Super Bowl and I'm just wondering, what, you guys are all sports fans. What are the highest amounts that you have paid for, let's say, a hot dog or a beer at any of the football games you've been to? Uh, and what are you willing to pay? So, well, can, can I say, yeah, can I go start for off it. for the? I'll, I'll let me start off with the lowest. And. It, it it the the cheapest I paid for like a meal at a game of any kind was five bucks, and it wasn't like a like a like a coupon deal. I didn't get there was no beer, but you get a, a a hot dog, a bag of chips, and a pop at Comerica Park. And I don't know if, if they still do it anymore, but five dollars it wasn't a huge drink, but it was good enough to shut me up and get me through half a game before I said, okay, I gotta go get more. But that is by far the cheapest deal I've ever seen at any sporting event that I've ever been to. That's a good deal. Yeah, it's a really good – but this was a number of years ago, so I would expect it to go up at least a couple of bucks. Even if it was seven, eight bucks, that's still – for a hot dog, chips, and a a drink at a sporting event, I'd still take that over the – let's see, craft beer at, at Ford Field right now just by itself. Uh, what was it, Ken? Eleven dollars, twelve dollars? I don't know. I think I, it was eleven I, or tw- eleven or twelve dollars for a craft beer from the craft beer stand at when, Ford Field. When we went, I drank at MGM. We got hammered that, that game. I, <laughs> that I drank on the. I I didn't get hammered. No, I, no. I mean, we drank, we drank a lot though. I did stay at MGM for an extra hour or two before before. Oh, did so, you? Um, Nice. Um, <laughs> I I spent when Dan and I it's not a sporting event but when we went to the Royal Rumble in San Antonio I spent 16 bucks on a 24 ounce can of like Budweiser uh, it was Bud Light Bud Light sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I bought two of them so I spent $32 on two cans um, is it because that was the cheapest one it was, it was the it only was, one it was just oh. a shit show like a total that, Bad setup. I, honest to God, it was one of the worst setups for a event that I've ever been to. Um, it was cash only. This person literally set up shop next to like the ATM, um, and started taking like you know, hey, there's the ATM, you know, for a credit card. Go, go grab that. Come back to me, and I'll cash you out. Um, but yeah, it was it was such a shit like experience for the beer uh but i wanted i wanted the beer and i wanted i wanted a little buzz like on top of me drinking all day like i wanted to continue the buzz and the only way to do that is to drink so uh i did it um no i remember like jla used to have really good deals for for beer i remember drinking nine dollars 16 ounce la fin de mons um at jla (laughs) (laughs) that fucked me up um happy monday but honestly i if if i'm stuck in a spot you really have to jack up the prices for me to even not want to have a beer if i'm want to have a beer 
Yeah, I, I agree with that too. So I don't do a whole lot of sports stuff, but I went to see a, my friend and I, she went to college with this band and she like did their merchandise for them when she was in college. So we went to see them play and they charged $11 for a Miller High Life bottle. Yeah. Whoa. And I was like, Is I don't even want to know. Venue? Yeah. I'm not going to say where it was, but I was so disappointed. And I was like, how much is it for that M43? And I was like, nope, that's not in my budget. <laughs> Like, How much was it? I paid eleven dollars for Miller Highway. <laughs> I mean, when what you get to those prices, yeah. What was the M forty three? It was can? like seventeen dollars for a can oh of Miller Highway. I'm like, I could almost buy a four pack of that. So, I was like, no, I I drew the line. I bought the Miller High Life and I let it go. But should have told Travis and see, let's say, hey, these guys are oh, price I was, I was, and I understand. Like, they're probably suffering. You know, after all, after COVID, they're trying to get their venue back in place, but I don't think that was the right way to do it. Did you say this was a concert venue? Yeah, it was a concert venue. Here's here's the that's all they do there. The thing, like if you if you lower the price enough to where then it's it's feasible for you to drink two, like if you make more money, you could make more money. Like if the choice is I'm not going to drink anything or I'll drink two M43s. Like I could get you to like, that's, that's the whole point of proper pricing. Like you need to, I couldn't buy two Miller high lifes in tip with 20 bucks. The, the person, that, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. If you're, you, you need to one plan what your price is versus, um, tipping ability for cash customers, um, for your staff, but two, you need to be able to, like they're they're still paying the same price that whatever random bar that serves M forty three is getting. Like that they, they don't yeah. pay an extra price. They're pay you're paying a premium because you're stuck there. They need to price properly to get you to drink there. And if they've priced you yeah. out now, Ford Field, there's too many people to price to be priced out. Yeah, like if I'm priced out of Ford Field, I'm shit out of luck. But you're at yeah. we're gonna say. Um, uh, the machine shop over in Flint or something like that. Hold on, the machine shop isn't shitty like that. I didn't say that, Dan. I just named a venue. <laughs> it was the first thing that came. I don't came know. To I mind. haven't been there since COVID. Um, <laughs> I've never been there. I wouldn't know. Oh God, I I Maybe saw there September twenty ninth. I I, I saw that they added a third Wait. show, Dan. Who, Wait, yeah. who's, play, who's <laughs> playing there? Taproot. Uh, Tap oh, Taproot. <laughs> They have two, they have two sold out shows and they just added a third because so I many think people the third no way. sold out today. Did yeah. they really? Yeah, like it, it, they sold the first two sold out in 10 minutes. I honest to god show. won't be surprised if they do a a second show like an afternoon like a 2 p.m. show now. Like on top of that. If they're selling out that fast, like sooner or later you're no. going to need to to be yep. fair, though, the machine shop always sells out really fast. I've been to, it's pretty I've small. had multiple bands that announced a show and they were sold out before they even announced the show. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty small venue and it's a great place to see a show. Probably the best area, best place in your area if Flint's considered part of that area. Anyway, so yeah, so that's, that's, I think that's a them issue with improper pricing to be able to, but, but if they're selling it and people are buying it, then you're just kind of shit out of luck. Uh, yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you, I was at I I was. Allison. I was at Allison chains two weeks ago. They were selling beers there. Perfect. It was eight fifty for a 12 ounce pour. You know, you're spending $10 each time. The bartender is getting a tip every single time. Yep. $1. $1. I do change. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a like that's, that's a John Taffer it. specialty. That's yep. exactly how you do it. You don't <laughs> price people; you price it right. So it's it's, so it's high, but it's not too high. Where you you like, charge yeah. a drink for five thirty five, and you get a dollar sixty five tip every time. Yep, exactly. It works out every time. I don't know why they other places don't figure that out. Hey, you guys want to go see Tantric at the at the? Uh... 
uh, machine shop. I, we can go I, see Taproot. Uh, again, I'm, I I might be hitting up for that fourth show if the third show is already sold out uh, for Taproot. I, uh, Ken, um, if I knew you wanted to go, I'm pissed. If I knew you wanted to go see Taproot, I grabbed those tickets the other day when they went oh, on sale. Oh, my God. I... I didn't even know they were like coming out, and then like I saw like the third date and stuff, but I didn't think. Like, I was like, "All right, whatever." Um, but no, there's the um, they have that one song or one part in poem um, because that's when like that yeah. that whole when Taproom got big nationally because they were always big here in Michigan, but they got big nationally with poem. Um, yeah, that was their first hit. And like when that song came out, and they have that like one like one scream part in there that that. I, I can't do it. I'm not going to even try with you, the mic. No, I want to hear not. this now. No, Can you no, sing we'll do the it chorus? offline. Right? But... I want to hear it too. <laughs> I wanna... You want to say that this song is a poem to myself? <laughs> there, there you go. Keep um, going. No, you're not to the screaming part yet. <laughs> In case of fire, break the glass and. Like, no, just... you didn't do it right. <laughs> All right, we're God, done. Yeah. Go to YouTube.com and yeah, find go, it, folks. Yeah, where? <laughs> Maybe we'll add this to our TikTok, folks. That's the I new love segment. Love a video of Ken singing poem. <laughs> uh, we will be you back. Do a TikTok, Ken. We will be back next week. The goal is to have former Arcadia Brewing owner Jim Brown on to talk about World Expo of Brewing judging, as well as uh, hopefully dive into a, a little bit of the history of Arcadia, what's going on over at Shorts, uh, and what else he can tell us or can't tell us. But that's going to do it better on Draft Podcast. Uh, we are back next week. As a reminder, March 24th, we do not have a show live Friday night because... March 26th, that's a Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Make sure to wake up early because we have the brewer and owner of McKellar coming onto our show. That's right, all the way from Denmark coming on our show. That's why it's Sunday at 11 a.m. versus Friday at 7 p.m. So so I'll be in San Diego that day. I, I might need to go outside out front of the old location and be like, yo, why is this closed? Uh, pop on. Probably like, not a good idea. That's going to no, do it. Better no, on Draft Podcast. We are on all the social medias. That's Better on Draft on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Untapped. BetterOnDraft.com. Go check out our March Draftness, which starts March 13th. No matter what you think of your beer, we think it's Better on Draft. Have a good night. <laughs>